traveling with super little kids is really challenging for all the reasons you can imagine, right? It's hard to uproot their little schedules and disrupt their daily rhythms. Sitting in the car for hours on end, diaper changes and potty stops on the road is also super tough. Plus remembering to pack everything you need and throw a nursing baby into the mix and just forget it, right? Though staying home and never traveling until everyone is at least 12 is also not a really feasible option either. So today's episode is dedicated to providing my best tips for road trips with little, little kids. This episode is going to specifically focus on traveling with babies and toddlers. Though if your kids are older, some of these tips could still apply to you. So don't automatically uh, skip this episode. Just know going in that we're mainly focused on the early years, like six and under. You're listening to episode 80 of The Raw and the Cooked. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and today I am sharing how our family plans out and executes road trips with three kids, four and under. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, a weekly podcast that provides simple routines around the home and organizational tips, plus raw and honest book reviews. My name is Dara. I'm a Midwestern stay-at-home mom to three kids and I thrive on simplicity. Okay, so my best piece of advice is to stop calling it a vacation. Let's call it what it is. It's a trip because anyone with kids will tell you that traveling with little kids is not a vacation, period. It's a trip. And it's a lot of work on the back end to make sure that everything goes as smoothly as possible. So reframe it in your mind. Just We're going to swap out the words. It is a trip, not a vacation. Okay, so once we like reshift our perspective, uh, we can move forward. So as a family, uh, we personally really just prefer traveling by car rather than plane. Um, though, unfortunately for us, a majority of our family is pretty spread out across the country. And as much as we love our road trips, um, the road trip muscle that we have isn't flexed quite enough to pull off like a 15 plus hour drive uh, from Missouri to Florida, Missouri to California. Uh, Maybe one day we'll be able to pull it off, but um, until then we're just going to stick with our little short six hour and under road trips. We are so lucky to be in the Midwest as we are able to see a lot of really neat cities um, all within this golden six-hour radius from where we are. And each year, my husband and I talk and plan out our family trips, cities that we want to visit that are kind of like within that six-hour radius, and have we have like a rough idea of where we're going each year. Um, Just not necessarily when, which I'll talk about more in a little bit. Um, So in my planner, I like to have a master list of local parks and playgrounds that are all within like a 30 minute drive for random Sundays when we're like, what should we do today? Uh, Then I also have another list of small day trips that are within like a two hour drive that wouldn't necessarily require an overnight, but would be like an all day adventure and would require a tad of planning, like a tad bit of planning, but not a ton. And then I also have a list of cities that are within this six hour driving radius from our home that would definitely require planning, like lodging and just a little bit more extra thought, right? So today we're specifically going to focus on those road trips um, and how we do it. And I wish I had good advice about planning well in advance, but the truth is um, we just aim for one family trip per month and typically do not get around to the planning until like three weeks out, sometimes even less, uh, which definitely surprises a lot of people because I am such a planner, but hey, we have three small kids and life is just simply chaos. Um, The best I can do at this current season of life life that I'm in is just do like a big three-month overview, have three cities earmarked for these trips, and sort of like work around our creativity 
crazy calendar of visitors. Um, but the good news is that the stakes are quite low. Um, the beauty of road trips is that we don't get sticker shock on last minute flight prices and you really don't need too much advance notice for a road trip. It's really just gas, finding, lodging, and your meals, right? So we have this running list of cities and places that we want to explore as a family and we talk about it um, before we actually like sit down and plan. So I'll give you an example of a family trip that we took back in March and sort of like go through our planning and how we do it. Um, so we wanted to explore Bentonville, Arkansas, specifically to explore the Crystal Bridges Museums and Trails. And since that was the main focus of the trip, we chose a hotel very close by and planned family-friendly activities to fill in the rest of the time. Um, so Bentonville, Arkansas is about a five-hour drive from St. Louis and we actually decided to leave after dinner on a Thursday night to let our kids sleep for most of the drive and that way we would wake up Friday morning and hit the ground running in Bentonville. So our three main activities we decided to do were Crystal Bridges Museum, which is sort of like an all-day event uh, because they have walking trails and restaurants on site, um, beautiful art uh, we wanted to explore the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks and the Amazium, which, by the way, is an amazing children's play place, which I highly recommend if you're ever passing through Bentonville. Anyway, so once we picked out the activities um, and the places that we decide to go, I always like to look up hours of operation for each spot, really read through websites to get a lay of the land ahead of time. And it's also important for us to figure out what we're doing for food, like when, where, and how um, to whatever extent that's possible ahead of time. I sort of view these trips as like doing life somewhere else. Like we're still taking care of our kids. We're still working hard to keep them clean and fed and dry and well-rested, but also full of play and adventure. Um, it's just a lot of work on the back end because you're not in your own environment. Like meals are very different. Your rest and nap time is very different. Um, and you know, it's just, it's an adventure, but it's like a lot of planning ahead of time to make sure that it can go as smoothly as possible because you're dealing with really finicky little personalities, right? So at home, you know, it's a normal schedule. I'm sure we all follow. Uh, we wake up, have breakfast, get dressed, play in the morning slash go on an adventure. We have lunch, we rest, and then we play some more, have dinner, Dinner, get ready for bed, rinse and repeat. Um, so when I plan our days on these trips, I know that limiting our activities to a morning block and an afternoon block are it. That's it. That's our reality right now with three kids, four and under. And if we're arriving, let's say late Thursday evening, I want to get back on the road Sunday after lunch. That doesn't allow a ton, but it's just the right pace for our family. And I encourage you to do the same, like to really be realistic about your family and to not over schedule, schedule yourself for these trips. Like just make sure that you build in plenty of rest time too, because I'm assuming when you're at home and you have these small kids, you are not hitting the ground running from like breakfast through dinner. Right. And so you probably wouldn't want to keep that pace, um, on a vacation slash trip as well. So the point is to get a large outline of your trip. Like what time is wheels up from your house? How long is the drive? What are the activities you're doing each day? Um, when are you departing and driving back home? Right. So having like a rough and fluid outline is the backbone of your trip. 
And I also like to plug everything into my calendar. So obviously I plug off the entire weekend. Um, I plug in the lodging address um, and pick and choose which days and time slots we're going um, to which activities and what are their addresses. Um, so I, I kind of like, it's it's like a rough outline in my phone. So that way it keeps me organized when we're on the road. That way I have like addresses and phone numbers and whatever um, to like look up and, you know, I, don't, I won't have my computer obviously. So it's just important for me to have it like on something that I can look on the road. Anyway, so now comes the packing. Pack light. <laughs> I know that feels impossible, especially if some of your kids are still in diapers. Um, but less is more with a luggage, especially if you have access to a washer and dryer where you're heading, it'll make everything so much easier. My boys are really messy eaters and heavy wetters, so I do make sure that they have one outfit and one pair of PJs per day and night, plus a backup pair for each if there's no washer dryer on site. My daughter is pretty neat and tidy, so I pack her one outfit per day, um, but then plus like a backup. Anyway, for myself, I stick with one pair of pajamas and a more is less mentality for what I'll need clothing wise. And the big kids can usually share one duffel bag and I can usually share one duffel bag with the baby. My husband can usually pack everything for himself in one small backpack, which is great because two small pieces of luggage plus a small backpack is all we're throwing in the car as far as like luggage wise. And as a side note, I really love packing cubes. I feel like they keep everything really well organized. They're easy to use in addition to wet bags for like your dirty clothes and um, if anything gets wet. And I have travel toiletries already set aside for myself and the kids that are ready packed and ready to go. And I usually just store them with the rest of our travel equipment. So I'm not like packing and repacking toiletries for every single trip. And as a bonus, I like to get my big kids involved in the packing. It makes them excited for the trip and they really love being involved. So a day or two ahead of time, I'll give them a verbal packing list and they'll usually be able to follow instructions. And uh, we also bring one or two books for bedtime and they can each bring one stuffed animal friend and no toys. So just a stuffed animal. And we like to do these trips once a month, usually starting as early as March through October, um, depending on the time of year. Um, so we would also need to pack weather appropriate items like right now it's summer. So I'll make sure to have bathing suits and sunscreen and wet bags for wet swimsuits and towels if necessary for booking like a cabin that doesn't have linens. And in the fall and early spring, maybe that uh, involves everyone bringing a light jacket or hats. Um, you know, do we need camping chairs, fishing poles, bicycles, soccer balls, like any other special equipment for your trip. So just sort of like think that through as well. And as for the car, I like to have several different bags that are all accessible. So many bags, um, but I'll walk you through it now. So number one is like the diaper bag with extra diapers and wipes for the baby, plus trash bags in case there's a nasty blowout. Number two, a bag filled to the brim with snacks, some family favorites, and some new and special road trip snacks that I typically don't purchase, um, but they're like fun and exciting for the trip. Uh, of course, everyone's water bottle plus another trash bag to keep the trash manageable. And pro tip is to collect all of your trash and throw it out while you're filling up the gas tank mid-trip, right? That way your car doesn't get super raunchy at the end of the weekend. Number three, a bag filled with specific road trip only activities for the kids, like special coloring books that they've never seen, or like those pop it, rub it, rubber things, um, 
like whatever for your kids, like keep it fun and exciting and preferably something that doesn't make a ton of noise. Um, number four, a bag filled with extra wipes and a travel potty. So my son is a pro at peeing on the side of a highway, of course, uh, as all little boys are, but my daughter has a lot of trouble with the squat and I don't blame her. It's really hard. Um, and sometimes we're driving through no man's land and there is not a restroom for miles on end. And we just learn to keep a travel potty with us when we travel. And so all of these bags are easily accessible for everyone in the car. And I should also note for the adults that my husband and I like to listen to an audiobook when we drive and we usually can agree on a sci-fi. So I'll make sure that that's chosen and downloaded ahead of time before we get into the car. Okay. So now the fun stuff, all the baby gear. So I always have an ergo baby carrier uh, for the baby, uh, depending on what activities we're doing or planning. Like we're probably always going to need a baby carrier. So that's just in the car. Um, and then depending on the activities, we might or might not take the double stroller. Um, if our trip involves like a lot of walking or a lot of hiking, um, for sure we'll bring it with us. Um, but if it's more of like a city-ish trip or like there's not a ton of walking to do, we'll probably skip it. And if we're renting a cabin or an Airbnb, I will probably pack my own travel crib for the baby. Um, but if we're staying in a hotel, I'll request one ahead of time and that can usually get taken care of, which is great. So then we can, you know, save on stuff that goes in the trunk. And another planning note that makes everything run a bit smoother is figuring out meals ahead of time. So depending on where we're going and if our accommodations have kitchen access, I'm probably going to bring a cooler of light breakfast items, some lunch foods, uh, fruit, milk for the kids, um, and maybe a one pot meal that's already cooked and ready to heat up. Um, and again, it just depends. Like we've rented cabins with a full kitchen access at Lake of the Ozarks one year, and just eating out three meals a day would have been more of a hassle than simply just bringing some of our own food, um, and using the kitchen that was there. And other times we've stayed at hotels that offer complimentary breakfast in the morning and we know that we're going to eat out for dinner. Um, so just packing for the meal front is a lot easier on those types of trips. It really just depends. Like we've done it both ways and I really don't have a preference. Um, every trip is very unique. Uh, but the point is that planning out your meals, at least to the bare extent of knowing which meals you're dining out for and potentially even which restaurant will help you out tremendously when you're on the road. And since 99% of our road trips fall over the weekend, like, right, like if there's a particular restaurant you want to try, maybe even make a reservation ahead of time. And that could be helpful. And lastly, a quick note on the budgeting. So I want to let everyone know upfront that our family has one credit card that we use for everyday purchases. We have um, the Capital One Venture card, which um, racks up like cash back for travel, or you can use it to, um, I don't know, like cover purchases. I do pay it off every single month. Um, the only reason we use a credit card is to rack up reward points, which I like to cash in when I purchase flights or cover lodging expenses for our trips. And so every month I do set aside a few hundred dollars that I earmark for family trips, whether or not we take a trip that month, um, just let that pot of money grow over time. And so once we book our lodging, I will use our credit card points to cover the hotel balance or the cabin balance. Um, and throughout the trip, I like to keep track of like trip 
related expenses. And once home, like I'll reimburse myself for any gas admission tickets or anything trip related that we purchased from that pot of money that I just mentioned. Um, and so usually between like gas and dining out admission tickets, like sometimes we get souvenirs from the, for the kids. Um, we usually spend around like $350 per trip. Um, of course that doesn't include the lodging, which is why it always feels like so fun to like cash in those reward points with a credit card. Um, so that's the budget piece of the trip. And these trips are so much fun. They really fill my cup. Um, it's just fun like to break up the rhythm and the routine at home because sometimes it just feels like every day is a little bit the same, especially if you're like in that six and under bubble of like baby and toddler land, right? So these trips are just so heartwarming. They're fantastic memories and it's just precious time that our family gets to spend together and it just makes it so worth it. I really love looking back in our family yearbook and seeing a full page spread of our family's various trips. We usually like to celebrate birthdays on the road if possible, in addition to like Mother's Day and Father's Day and all those like silly holidays. Um, and sometimes things go wrong or things are unexpected or we have like an epic toddler meltdown, um, but we've never had a bad trip or like a trip that we regretted taking. And if anything, the hiccups and the unexpected events just make the trip more fun to recall or talk about later on. And so I hope that this episode is the encouragement and the reassurance you're looking for if you're on the fence about taking a trip or you're nervous because you have like a small baby or you're hesitant to get your family on the road. So start small, take a two hour trip to a state park. You don't even have to spend the night, just get out there. And when we first started, when it was just my two kids before we had our third baby, the farthest I felt comfortable going was like, three and a half hours. Like that was it. And you know, until you build up that muscle and you get good at it, it's, it can be really intimidating and overwhelming, but we've learned to keep our trips no longer than like three or four days. And that's sort of the sweet spot for our family and where we're at with our kids and their ages. And so again, I hope this trip gave you some encouragement. It's still summer. There is still time to take a trip uh, before school starts. Um, you, again, it's not that much planning. It's just picking a city, um, that you feel comfortable with driving distance wise and looking up what you want to do. Um, are you focused on more of like a beachy type of vacation, camping, hiking trails? Are you excited to go downtown and check out, um, city, you know, to do's like what, like what's the focus of this trip. And once you have that in mind, the rest of the pieces fall in place, um, Google is a fantastic research tool, obviously. Um, and you know, you can set yourself a little timer, set 30 minutes, uh, on the timer, pick, you know, three, four activities for this particular trip and just book it, just get it done. And I, I feel like you will feel very proud of yourself and thankful that you decided to take the leap of faith. If this is a new and intimidating, uh, yacht for you. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you back here next Thursday.